Welcome to Booking Like a Mark. We rewrite past storylines, create new matches and PLEs, and make our own gimmicks and characters. It's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. All right, welcome guys to a very special version of Booking Like a Mark. This is our Elimination Chamber prediction show. We're teaming up with Rick 8-Bit. That would be Eric joining us here. Hello, Eric. All right, so at the Royal Rumble... I was not able to outsmart Amark, unfortunately. I picked Gunther winning the Royal Rumble. Mark over here picked Cody Rhodes. And because of that, we tied. But, I mean, Yuki called every match down to a perfect T. So, technicality, I lost match count. We tied in points. But I'll give him the, the win because there's bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. on this road to WrestleMania. <laughs> So we have the tag team. We'll start number one tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Judgment Day against Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. I think it's nice to have Pete Dunne back. I think, yes, the Brawling Brutes was great, but his gimmick was just terrible. Mm -hmm. I think it was nice to go back. Tyler Bate, I'll be honest, he's great in the ring. He knows how to talk. I think people just don't realize it too much. Because he's always been an NXT guy. Mm-hmm. So with this bump to the main roster. You're also going. And then you're going against the Judgment Day. Who. I don't know what they're doing with Senor Money in the Bank. And uh, I used to be a Demon Balor. Mm-hmm. So. They're the champs. <sighs> you know what? I want, I'm going to go out on a limb on this. You can write this down. If you want. I think Pete Dunne and Tyler Beat score the upset. Okay, well, I thought we were going to have the same exact predictions for this show, but clearly I'm wrong, because uh, I'm going with Judgment Day. I feel like they're setting up Judgment Day versus Awesome Truth for WrestleMania. And, I mean, the only way... WWE has done this before. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Judgment Day takes the loss and then wins the titles back. That happened with Cody and Jay, although we all know why they won the titles for a week. Mm-hmm. And that was literally so they could defend him on SmackDown, so you could have Cody have his face off with Roman. I don't know why, because you just have people show up anyways. Brand extension doesn't mean anything. But they decided to put the belts on them so they can go to SmackDown and have their little face off with the bloodline. So maybe they do. Maybe uh, the British Strong Style Boys end up getting the win, but I am picking the Judgment Day. See, my wild card in this is R-Truth. I feel like R-Truth somehow costs them the title. You know, I, I could see that happening, but at the same time, I feel more likely that you're going to get him and The Miz coming out, and then they'll end up brawling with JD and Dominic into the crowd or something, and that'll mitigate the interference. Mm-hmm. And then it's just two on two, and I'm still picking Judgment Day. All right. So we'll go to next, the Women's World Championship. Hometown girl Rhea Ripley defending her title against Nia Jax. And Nia Jax is just a huge, huge heel. And she has the way to make people super boo her with it being Rhea. They want her, want her to stay, still be a heel, but to be able to get that pop in her home country of being a face kind of reminds me of, uh, dare I say, another promotion where you had someone walk into a pay-per-view outdoors in England. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> gives me that vibe right there. 
uh, because that version had like hometown music and everything. Yeah, they were a heel going into that. Mm-hmm. So gives me that vibe. Um, I don't see Rhea Ripley coming out with a band, but you never know. It is her hometown. Um, <laughs> I do know I saw on uh, social media a clip with Triple H and her trying to sell more tickets and even said, I, I, I suggest you do what, what mommy wants. They're definitely using her to to get those extra tickets, get those extra uh, people in the seats, and uh, I think she she comes out uh, a win with the win. I think they definitely make it where she has to fight for it, not so it's not like a squash. Um, and they'll do their typical storytelling where maybe it looks like Nia Jax is going to beat her, but something something goes wrong, and and Ripley actually keeps keeps the title. All right. Uh, I'm thinking that Nia Jax has actually done a great job in this second run with the company. I know that she had a history of injuring people before. A lot of people were sour on her because of that. But her promo work lately, her ring work has been solid. I think it's going to be a good match. I think Rhea will get the win. I'm actually curious, though. You said that she's going to still be a heel. I'm actually seeing good reactions in the U.S., too. I mean, I could actually see her kind of slowly transitioning face or at least be a tweener. I think of how cool Randy Orton was going into WrestleMania 26 in the triple threat match against Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes. And he was technically a heel, but the fans were into him. He was a badass heel. Uh, Or even if you go AEW, Swerve Strickland, I don't think he's technically switched over to be a face, but right now he is getting a great reaction everywhere he goes. But for that one, I think Rhea is going to be a face, at least in that match, if not going forward from that, and she will get the win. Are you trying to throw us a swerve on the road to WrestleMania? Maybe. Maybe. I'm just doing the na-na dance over here. <laughs> Since we all know who's going to come out with the title, we might as well go next to the uh, Elimination Chamber match with the for the women's title. You got Becky, you got Belair, Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. It seems like, you know, you know, sometimes you get a group project where you got that really smart kid and yeah, other people are just there to take like the credit. Mm-hmm. I feel like Belair and Lynch and everyone else is just there to be there. Naomi will get a pop. She's back. No way she's winning this. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton, you know, she's got some training wheels. Great performer. I think she did great in NXT, and I think she'll definitely carry it on. But Morgan and Rodriguez, I don't know. Uh, to me, I feel like they both, you know, coming back and everything from injury and stuff like that. They're not, we've seen them against Rhea Ripley. That's not your big money match. Your big money match is either going to be her, uh, Belair against her or Lynch against her. And the fact that they are, hate to say this, but down our throats already with this, you know, Becky Lynch and, and Rhea and everything. It's either you're going to have my predictions, Becky. But it's either Becky wins or Becky loses, and then you're going to have an issue like Becky Lynch with her husband Seth Rollins a couple of years ago, and you'll have her fight someone big at WrestleMania. Maybe you have it with Jay Cargill. Okay. Okay, I could see that. I actually see that exact thing happening, but with Bianca, mm-hmm. because Bianca doesn't really seem to fit right now. She's literally talking about she's undefeated at WrestleMania. She needs a match at WrestleMania. I think she was supposed to face Charlotte. Obviously, Charlotte's hurt now. I feel like there was a chance she was going to face Jade. They're not really sure about Jade still. She's still getting TV time. She had a good showing at the Rumble. I believe she was supposed to be in this match. Instead, they put in Raquel. But 
I feel it's going to be Becky Lynch. I feel like she's actually going to make history as the first person, man or woman, to ever win an Elimination Chamber as the number two entrant. I looked it up. There were 32 Elimination Chambers, and number two has never won. I think it's going to be Becky. I think it's going to be a good match. Everyone's in there for a reason. I do feel like, though, it's one of those fields, like you said, you know, every Elimination Chamber, when you have six people in it, you've got a couple that don't have a chance. You have a couple that you could see winning, and then you have a couple who could legitimately win. And for us, both of us are saying that's Bianca and Becky, but I'm leaning for Becky as well. I'll throw it on for an extra uh, point. Who do you think your final two are? (sighs) Final two, I kind of want to say it's going to be Tiffany and Becky, but I'm actually going to go with Liv and Becky because I feel like Liv does have backstory with Rhea. I feel like she's going to be very motivated, and I could actually... Thinking about it, I could see those two starting the match and ending the match, mm-hmm. like Undertaker and Batista did back in 2008. So I was going to say, I think with uh, Becky Lynch, yeah, I definitely see her in the final two. I feel like they brought Raquel back for a reason. I'm going to take her her and, and Lynch as your final two. Okay. I can actually see with Raquel being back, because I don't think Liv is going to win, and they have history as the former tag team champions. Mm-hmm. I have been waiting for Raquel to go heel for so long. I hate her. Coming out smiling, just happy to be here. I need her with her power to just be beating people up. We've seen small teases of it, but I just, I need more from her right now. I don't want to see her as a face. And I would actually much rather see her feud with Liv uh, heading on the road to WrestleMania and maybe even at WrestleMania. I don't want to see them as a tag team in another four-team showcase. If you're going to give me the two of them, give it to me one-on-one. You got Drew... As the only Raw representative, I will purposely state that against a field of SmackDown of Orton, Bobby Lashley, Ellie Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. What a field. (laughs) It's a good field. Yeah. I mean, I think the match is going to be good. It's just to your point, where are the Raw guys in this? What are they doing? I mean, you have Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. They just had a feud at the Royal Rumble um, where, in fact, Kevin Owens and... And I will bring this up. I actually did call that match. <laughs> I yeah, said, he actually called it by disqualification. I was so shocked when he showed me those results that he actually picked that. I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> you also have LA Knight, who's kind of feuding with AJ Styles. Bobby Lashley's feuding with the... Uh, the Final Testament. There you go. Thank you. So you have kind of everyone's got something except Randy Orton. Interesting. Orton has history with Seth Rollins. So you got a possibility if there was the person to move to Monday Night Raw, it could be Randy Orton. So that's why I will say my pick for this Elimination Chamber is not Randy Orton. (laughs) Yes. You got to go with the Raw representative, Drew McIntyre. It's the only one that makes sense. You know, I wasn't thinking about Orton too much until you started talking about it. And I mean, I started the Booking Like a Mark podcast because I love storytelling. And it baffles me how Randy Orton came back. His focus was on the bloodline because he wanted revenge for them taking him out. And then he got into a title program instead, focusing on that. And now he's going after a completely different championship. And right now he should be Cody's partner. And he should be going after the bloodline. I would have loved to have seen, if you're going to do SmackDown guys in the chamber, put Solo in the chamber because the bloodline wants to bring that title in. There's so many storytelling possibilities. And literally they just had a bunch of qualifying matches. Take a bunch of SmackDown guys who aren't doing anything or have other small storylines on the back burner. 
And they threw him all in the chamber. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Drew is the only guy from Raw. They're setting up Drew to be the opponent for Rollins. It makes the most sense from a story perspective. You still got Logan Paul having his issues. I could see LA Knight eliminating Paul or vice versa. And they start to feed over the US title. And I think that's why they're both in there. But I feel like Bronson Reed from Australia, he did very well last year in the Elimination Chamber. I would have liked to have seen him in this instead of Lashley. You could have put Lashley in the Street Profits against the Final Testament in a six-man tag. I There's so many matches they could have done on this show. And the fact that it's another four-match card, I'm so tired of this. Like, when we were really starting to get into wrestling, they had really bloated cards. They were always like eight matches, plus you had a Sunday Night Heat match. Give me six or seven. You know, we could even have some shorter ones, some squash ones that just kind of continue a storyline for a different match later. But four matches, I mean, there's barely enough to predict here, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We're, like, we're getting so desperate here, we're picking the chambers, and I'm throwing in entry numbers, right? <laughs> but on that note, I'm picking Drew, and I'm saying that he's going to be at number six, because if you look at Raw, he took advantage of the bloodline interference. He is not above taking advantage of an opportunity, so I could see him getting that final entry and being absolutely fine with everyone being tired and him just picking the scraps. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Final two in that one, I could either see, if it is going to be Drew, which I think, I could see him going against Lashley because you kind of have their history over mm. the WWE title, which is Drew's big thing, is that he hasn't really had an opportunity since he lost the title. He technically lost it to Miz, but really he lost it to Lashley. Miz was transitional. So I could see that. Or to your point of having Orton in there, Orton and Drew have a lot of history. Mm -hmm. um, also from Drew's title win. So... I would like to see those to make the most sense if you're going to go with Drew. Also, they make the most sense as badass guys who would be there till the end. I'm going Orton because if you think right, I'm, I'm SmackDown when Drew qualified, doesn't make sense. At the end of the, uh, it was Randy Orton who was the main event and Drew came out. True. And they yep. had a stare down. So I feel like a seed's been planted. I feel like that's enough for them to be like, oh, well, you know, they, they saw face-to-face -face a couple weeks ago, and now this is it, and, you know, someone's going to point to WrestleMania sign one of, them, one of them, definitely. It's just like they did with the Rumble, yeah, where, you know, you had Cody, and you had uh, CM Punk, and they had the big promo segment, and they said they were going to look for each other in it, and who were your final two in the Rumble? CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, same exact thing. Hey, at least that Royal Rumble, you had four people left. Raw's got power. That Why was so that weird. Why is Raw not in this? <laughs> See, that's what made it so weird, is you look at the Rumble... And the Rumble was almost all about Raw. Mm -hmm. Like, you weren't really talking about anyone from SmackDown possibly winning the men's. You had Cody, you had Punk, you had Drew, you had Gunther. All four of the top picks were Raw guys. And now here we are a month later because Punk got hurt, Cody already has his title shot, and Gunther can't travel, and you're literally just left with Drew. Which is just bizarre to me. I definitely see... Um, and here's, I want to ask you this. You have two people who are kind of feuding right now. You have... Lashley and Street Profits with the Final Testament. You also have LA Knight feuding with AJ Styles. Who gets into the chamber and who attacks one of these two? I don't think anyone's going to get into the chamber. I could see the Final Testament attacking Lashley mm -hmm. before he gets in. And I could see Bronson Reed because I talked about him so much getting in. And I only say that because I feel, and I could be completely wrong. I could be misremembering this. But after Bronson Reed lost his qualifying match, which was to Lashley, he posted on Twitter, or X, whatever you're calling it these days, that he felt bad, he was disappointing his family, and Lashley retweeted that and had some very kind words 
that no, you weren't a disappointment. So I could actually see this kind of being a storyline thing where Lashley can't compete, but Bronson Reed gets in that hmm. chamber instead. You know, I think it would be cool because we haven't seen this since, I mean, I'm probably wrong, but the first one that comes edge where he lost his title and then jumped Ray to get in. I would love to see. Well, he jumped Kofi to get in. Yeah. He finished the match against Ray, though. Yeah. I would love to see AJ Styles jump LA Knight and LA, uh, AJ Styles take his spot in the, in, in the Elimination Chamber. Interesting. Great way to continue that storyline. And then, you know, you can have AJ Styles, Owens, Paul, and uh, LA Knight for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. It would be a bomb, bomb um, fatal four-way. It will set up everything because you'll have the part with Knight and then you just need to have um, AJ and, and maybe pin Logan or something like that. But enough where you have four people because you know, I hate to say this, but WrestleMania is the home of multiple matches. You know, we need to get Multiple a lot of people matches, on yeah. the card. Uh, Fatal Four Way Ladder Team. Uh, yeah. I right. Mean, and you put AJ and you got Logan Paul, and we saw what LA Knight could do with the ladder at Money in the Bank. I could see that happening. So that's that's my prediction. I think L, uh, I think AJ Styles will jump LA Knight, take a spot, because he keeps saying that Styles, like, you took my spot. Mm -hmm. You walked over my dead body to take yeah. your opportunity. So Styles will take. Knight's opportunity. All right. So I'm throwing out as many stuff as I out, you know? <laughs> right. You know, see what sticks. Right? Yeah. You just need, you just need one to say, Hey, I, Mark, I wasn't outsmarted by Mark on the picks, but Hey, I did call the Royal Rumble match mm -hmm. with Logan Paul winning my DQ. And guess what? I'm going to throw something out here. And I got a feeling I'm hopefully one. Yeah, we'll see. I know they had CM Punk at the press conference. He's great on the mic, but he's hurt. They're talking about having a huge moment. You're talking about lacking star power. What if? And I doubt this will happen, but you know, every once in a while he throws something at the wall that sticks. What if they decide to announce CM Punk as the host of WrestleMania and have him come out at Elimination Chamber? You'll get the fan pop. You'll have CM Punk. You'll have that oh my god moment. And they'll get their uh, social media accounts spiked up real quick. Yeah, I could see that happening actually. Yeah. The thing is, they love to have the guest hosts, even though the guest hosts actually don't do anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I actually like that idea. That's a good way to book it. Because he's hurt, but it's his arm. Mm -hmm. And like you said, his mouth still works. And if we're being completely honest, I don't think CM Punk in the ring right now is that good. He didn't look that great at the Royal Rumble, but he's cutting fire promos since he came back. I think of his segment with Rollins, his segment with McIntyre, his segment with Cody. So his mouth works. Mm -hmm. And he's teased friction with all these people. And even if you just tease, let's say it is Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, and you just tease that Punk is going to be involved as a host or an enforcer, keeping an eye on Drew, and you keep that storyline going, now all of a sudden you've got a lot of fire in that match that maybe it didn't have before. Also put in perspective, too, he has issues with The Rock taking, you know, if you look at mm -hmm. the storyline and everything back, and he was mouthy about The Rock at the press conference. Imagine... Yeah, The Rock wants to uh, make sure Cody loses post WrestleMania. He could restart the match just like The Rock restarted the match. Very good. Yeah, WrestleMania 27. Mm hmm. Okay. You thought this through. I like that. Okay. It, it literally just, I had bits and pieces, but it was just, you mentioned something. It was just literally enough to, it was finally the something that connected us. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling it now. I think CM Punk will be our host at WrestleMania. Announce the Elimination Chamber. 
So that was a very special episode. We gave you Elimination Chamber predictions. So thank you very much for joining us. Find us on Facebook. Find us on X. You could send us DMs. Eric, he has his separate content with Rick 8-Bit. Would you like to tell us a little bit where to find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter, as I still call it, Insta, uh, YouTube. I've actually made my own Tecmo version uh, for the XFL, and I'm dropping something soon, so stay on the look. Also, if uh, you guys know, we have done trivia a few times. Um, we actually have gotten a message, too, <laughs> yes, people yep. knowing if we're close by. Cool. Yeah, we we'll should throw out, we are in Connecticut. So we just got a message from someone who's holding the trivia in Brantford, which is a little bit out of the way for us. But it is going to be WrestleMania week, it sounds like. So definitely, we're even willing, we'll jump on a train, we'll go to New York City, yeah. <laughs> okay? But uh, if it's something in LA or Chicago, I'm sorry, we're probably not going to go out there for that. <laughs> we will tell you guys, in case you don't listen to this anytime between now and <laughs> WrestleMania, we will be attending SmackDown. At the casinos. Yep, Mohegan Sun Arena. We may actually get to see The Rock. We may get to see Roman Reigns. So yep. we're definitely looking forward to that. March 29th, Mohegan Sun Arena. The Booking Like a Mark crew will be there. Yeah, we should have some merch in, by then. <laughs> so uh, feel free to take a look at us. Hey, well, we're more than happy to take photos you share on your socials. Whatever. You know, the great thing about different communities, wrestling, XFL, UFL like I am, you know, it's, it's great to even just talk with you. So even if you just see us, you're not bugging us, come chit-chat. We don't, we don't mind it at all. Yeah, you know, we're all about building the community. We're all about conversing. That's why we're podcasting, right? And so with that in mind, hit us up, either of our accounts on X and on Facebook, and let us know what you think of how we did. And remember, it's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. <laughs>